This is episode 251 of Bella in Your Business. Hi there, I'm Bella Vaster from Jump Consulting. You might know me from CBS, NBC, Fox, Huffington Post, Entrepreneur, or maybe you've seen me speak on stage or read my book, The Four Dogs That Every Business Owner Needs. In any case, get ready because you're about to get your hashtag Bella butt kicking in this next episode of Bella in Your Business. So what do you say? Let's get ready and jump. Welcome to the summer of 2021, where our businesses are exploding and we cannot hire fast enough. What's up, everybody? My name is Bella Vasta, your host for this podcast, Bella in your business, because guess what? I am totally in your business. I recently got off um, uh, two intensives recently in Maryland, and uh, one of my girls said to me, she goes, Bella, how does it feel always being right? It's kind of embarrassing to say that, but I kind of was. I predicted a lot of the stuff that happened. In fact, there was something that was so, so, so important that I really want to put on this podcast again. This is why I'm bringing it to you again. The one thing that's going to be happening right now is, as I've been saying, the market is very volatile and we want to do our best to decrease turnover. That means that just like when you market for new clients, you need to be disruptive when you're marketing for new employees as well. So that looks like a way to really start the company culture from the very minute that they read your job description. And then from the whole entire ecosystem, from very beginning to end, I want you to think of a rainbow, how it starts on one side, it goes all the way to the other end. Unfortunately, I think people just kind of say, oh, cool, you're going to work for me. Awesome. And then people end up helping them, not actually working. And then they end up basically being a slave to them. They're like, oh, you can't do it this weekend. Okay, I'll let you work another time. And the other person really doesn't take the business that seriously because their whole entire onboarding process wasn't really that amazing to begin with. So anyways, I think that if you really think about how you can create raving employees and really make them part of your company culture where they just never want to leave you, I think that you could rapidly change, radically change even your business because your people are now never leaving you. Okay. Imagine if you never had an employee leave your company. Now, is that feasible? Probably not. I mean, honestly, if you had got them for a year, that's really good. Obviously you want them for longer than that, but we want to get people on board and not dropping. We don't want people ghosting us. We don't want people going through our training program and getting confused and overwhelmed and feeling like they're supposed to be a mind reader for you. We want them to be empowered. And today's episode, I'm going to break that down for you and show you exactly how you can decrease the turnover that is coming and create raving employees. So without further ado, here we go. I have a really cool thing for you today. We're going to talk all about problems with onboarding new employees. And you're going to want to stick around for this because there are constant challenges and issues and problems that people are completely forgetting about all the time. And they're causing massive problems in the business down the line with employees. So stay tuned. We've got a show for you today. But before we get into that, I want to thank you for all of your feedback. And on the last couple of podcasts, I love it. I don't know if it's the beginning of the year or our promotions is working better or what, but our podcast is getting really, really high amounts of downloads, as well as some really cool feedback from you guys. And I just wanted to read some of them out loud because I'm so honored that you took the time to do it. So first is W. Fisher. 
And the title is industry leader. No matter how big my company gets, I'm still picking up very useful advice from Bella. She clearly puts a lot of effort to stay in current events uh, with an ever-changing industry. She gives away mountains of information for free, which I know is greatly appreciated by all who follow her. I think that because she said she had her own pet care business, she understands where we are all the time, pressed and hard. She prioritizes her advice with that fully in mind. Thank you for everything, Bella. We appreciate you. Oh, well. I appreciate you too. And you're exactly right. I've been in your shoes. So when I say I get it and I understand, I really do. And another one, Angel Karma says, blew me away. I listen to all Bella's podcasts and they're always motivating and they really make you think about your business. Bella cares about her community and tries to make the pet care industry better. I've been amazed with her motivation and energy during the pandemic, but today's episode blew me away. Thank you for sharing and being vulnerable. I know it's hard to put on a happy face every day when you're going through your own personal stuff. Today's episode probably hit home with many listeners. Keep jumping and loving on that baby girl. I love that. And she is referring to two episodes ago when we talked about growing your business through a divorce. Okay. And I shared what I went through two years ago. I have now come through it and everything, but I've just, I've consoled so many of you all going through it and scared and trying to figure out how to save your business, not give half it away to someone who you are now, you know, dissoluting a marriage. So anyways, without further ado, we are going to kind of make this transition. I always love, love, love your feedback. I especially love when you guys tell me exactly what you want to hear about, because it really helps inspire me to go the direction that I know you want. And this is actually one of this topic has been birthed from a lot of your questions about how do I properly onboard people? And so, I mean, I know that once you, what you finally hire someone, right? You're totally elated. You're so excited. You've interviewed like what you thought was just like the perfect person. That's obviously why you hired them, right? And now you basically have to extract everything that's in your brain and somehow get it all into their brain. And not only that, but you have to trust that they're actually picking up what you're throwing down. I love that phrase. Are you picking up what I'm throwing down? Because it's true, you guys. I mean, there is so much information about our business. And I think a lot of times you guys can relate. People come in and go, oh, I thought this was just dog walking or just pet sitting as if you're just getting like licked by puppies all day. And there's, there's no amount of responsibility or, you know, attention and and care and level of professionalism that goes into it. Well, there is, and it is our job as a leader. Guess what? Knock, knock. You are a leader. It is time to rise up and stand and allow people the excitement to come alongside you and help you grow your business. So what has transpired from you guys, which inspired me to do this podcast is, you know, I've had people talk about in the groups or in my coaching calls that I have, and they say, Oh, well, you know, they shadowed me for days and days. And I told them everything that I know, but they just, they don't get it. Or, well, I, I told them to go, you know, around with my best pet sitter. My best pet sitter knows everything that she's doing. So, you know, she's the best person to, to train them. And I just told her, you know, do what you do and just show them around and let me know how you feel at the end. And, you know, and Hey, new employee, just uh, watch what they do and do the same. Okay. Or sometimes people have been like, listen, I wrote all this stuff down. I wrote it out. I even put that in cap locks, bold and red and underlined with five exclamation points at the end, Bella. You don't get it. Like I just really made an inf- 
an impact or, or really emphasize, sorry, is the word I'm looking for. And because I don't edit every mistake out of this podcast, because this is real life, it's going to stay in there. Um, but anyways, and they're like, you know, I really emphasize that Bella and they just don't get it. Does this ever sound familiar to you guys? It sure does to me. That's a lot of how I thought when I first started doing it without realizing that I was actually sabotaging my own self. So hopefully there's so many people getting into the industry right now. There's so many of you guys that are now going to be ramping up. I just recently asked on my jump, uh, start your pet business, where you guys were at with your employees. And a lot of you guys were down about 50% in your staff. You know, you had to cut back your staff. But you guys know it is now, this is coming out. This is the beginning of February. And guess what, guys? Guess what? The vaccine's out, the pandemic. We're on the end tail of this pandemic. And what's going to start happening is people are going to start really going buck wild this summer. All you pet sitters, people are going to be on their vacations. They've got all of this travel saved up. They've got all of these pandemic puppies and these COVID kitties. The influx of our clients have increased, okay? People are going to start getting a lot more excited to travel. Okay. And I would even argue that a lot of companies are going to keep people at home and they're going to start seeing that, Hey, I can actually take my kids to the beach or go drive two hours or three hours North or go take a vacation because we can all work virtually, whether it's on school or it's in the company. So once people start doing that, I think a lot of people have been held back. It's kind of like that bow and arrow where you pull back an arrow to sling it forward. Okay. So I want you guys to keep that in your mind. Okay. And with that comes a huge responsibility because you're going to have to onboard your staff at a record pace. Okay. At a record pace. And you have to realize that you are not the only cat in town that they have options of where they could work and what they could do. And if you do not make this onboarding process, this beginning of a relationship, if you don't court them, if you don't make them feel wonderful, if you don't make them feel excited, if you don't make them feel empowered or that they get the feedback that they know that they're doing a good job, you're going to fail. Okay. And so today I've got seven different things that I don't want you to do, but you know, While your heart is going to be in the best place to be like, okay, this is how we do the job. You have to, have to, have to have a good onboarding process. I want you to be able to literally email me a doc of your onboarding process so that I could walk into your business tonight and know exactly what to do. If you can't do that, check yourself before you wreck yourself because we're talking about it today, guys. Okay. So have you ever said this? I can't believe they left the door unlocked or how did they not know they were on the schedule? Or, well, they told the client way too much and now the client's upset. I wish they contacted me first about the incident before they called the client. Guys, all of this stuff goes all the way back to onboarding. But unfortunately, our Facebook forums and groups are inundated with all of this like me, 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 when we all need to take responsibility for it. We are leaders. Leaders lead. So let's lead. Before we get any more into it, I just want to be really absolutely crystal clear. What is onboarding? Onboarding is that sweet spot after you say, hey, I want to offer you this job. I want you to be a dog walker. Okay. And that space right there between then and when they're out on their own and you don't really see them. Okay. It's that whole training period, but I'm calling it onboarding and onboarding does include the training. So let's be really clear there. So it's the process of the orientation that happens after you make your selection and hire someone before they're set free in the business. And it's important to understand that the majority of new employees, they want to feel comfortable in their new role so that they're making a meaningful contribution to your 
company. Like they want to do good. They want to please you. Onboarding is the key to a solid foundation for a new employee from their original welcome to any plan of development that you have. And the most successful employees They really do seek a rounded out job description and thrive on clear expectations. So it literally takes the guesswork out of everything and it helps them feel very secure. Studies show not having these things in place actually leads to high attrition and turnover in the business. Uh, And this is by Jobbyte in 2018. So once you understand how to effectively maximize this experience from the beginning, you will decrease your levels of turnover significantly. Okay. Do any of you guys struggle with turnover? No, you guys are all awesome, right? No one ever quits on you. Yeah, they do. And I've also heard many times too, that, and it's true that people don't often leave the, the job. They leave the company, the person that they're working for, because it's just so disorganized. It's so stressful. It's so whatever this could come down to a lot of different things. And here I go on a tangent. This could go from an employee thinking that they have visits all throughout the day from 6am until 8pm at night. And it's all over the board and they don't have clear shifts or clear times that they know that they're working and know that they're not working. Right. So we have to really make this a place that people want to work. So the very first thing I want to talk about is not having a standard process for onboarding. Standardization means that everything is done the same exact way for everyone who comes on board and learning the position. There is one way of doing it that you, the leader, decide, you you account for, and it doesn't change. When you don't have a standardization, it means that the employer doesn't have written steps, policy, or a manual in place. And if you don't have a standard way of doing things in your company, your new hire is not not going to feel like they clearly understand where the instruction ends and where they start to get to do the things that you hired them for. Okay. They might feel like you're always micromanaging them or on the other thing, you're macromanaging them and not even like, you know, really paying attention to them. And they're looking for guidance and advice. It also creates not having a standard process creates a lot of confusion for those who you may delegate to handle the onboarding. So maybe you are at home doing virtual learning with your kids and you can't possibly be out there training a new person. So you ask your greatest dog walker to go train somebody. But if they don't have a standard like manual for it or a standardized way of doing it, then they're just kind of flying by the seat of their pants. Okay. And that is a severe disservice to you and your customers and your employees. Okay. And then it's critically important to our ability to our, tell our clients that, you know, everybody's trained the same way and you can expect the same thing from every sitter on our staff. So what it might look like in a pet sitting company, there are no clear expectations for written out for the training. The employees do not experience the same type of training every single time. It could be something like you might not have a written job description or a scope of the work for each role or a last of lack of list of tools and resources to help that employee find what they need quickly. And we're going to dive even more into this. So the second thing is not having clear instructions during training. So the worst feeling is when you want to impress your new boss. Like think about these people you're hiring. They want to impress you, but they feel like it's always a moving goalpost. Like, okay, you want me to do this? Okay, I'll do this. And you're like, oh, wait, that's not what you wanted me to do. You wanted to do that? Okay, I'll do that. Oh, you didn't want me to do that? It was actually 
over here. Like it's confusing guys. So we want something very clear. And not only does that help the employee know, but that also helps you keep you in check too, so that you don't move that goalpost. So when there's no handbook explaining simple things like your company's mission values and how to request time off and all the things that go along with it, or there's no easily searchable online manual for them to read through and understand exactly how to do their job. Like how do you clean a litter box or how do you clean a pet food bowl? When you can't hold people accountable to that stuff because it's like, well, I told you this or I showed you this or didn't so-and-so show you this during training, it doesn't work that way because our memory is not that great, you guys. Even if they pick it up the first time, they need to be able to revisit it. And pet-based business owners should be aware of assuming that the employee knows everything because you've provided loads of information. What do I mean? You can't just assume that just because you gave them all of this stuff that they're going to like commit it to memory and they're going to know it all the time. Don't get annoyed if you have to explain things again and again and again, because sometimes you have to, or maybe you have to present it different ways. But often the employee is just overwhelmed and there does reach a point during training where it's just too much information. You've flooded them and you can't keep doing all of it. Okay. You have to be aware of that. So frequently the source of information is it's too in depth to sift through. (laughs) And so examples of this are like, you know, you have multiple documents and PDFs, and then you have Google sites, and then you have Google docs, and then you have some things in Thinkific and it's overwhelming and confusing. They don't know where to go to get the information that they need. The next thing I want to talk about is not having a training schedule. So another onboarding mistake is assuming that their new hire knows everything that they need and they can take it from here. Remember in the example above when a new team member got their own schedule, after three house visits with you? Yeah, well, it's a common mistake. Each employee will get slightly different information at a different pace, and some key details might be overlooked. Example, you didn't intentionally leave out the information on properly cleaning a pet's feeding area. You just didn't schedule it in. So one person got it and the other didn't. Okay. But if you have a training schedule and it's like, okay, guys, day one, we're going to cover X, Y, and Z. And these are the 10 things we're going to focus on today. And yeah, sure. You're going to talk about other things, but at the end of the day, you want to go back through that list and say, okay, what do we do when we clean pet bowls? Boom. And then they tell you, you know, is it just wiping it out with a paper towel or is it like washing it and sanitizing it? Is it just rinsing it out? Is it sweeping around the area or is it just cleaning off the mat? You know, like what does it entail? So it's so important that we implement a standard schedule of steps to take while training. When onboarding steps and processes are not in place and everyone isn't getting the same exact information in the same order, it conveys a sense of you're flying by the seat of your pants or let's just wing it and see what happens. And this is not the image that you want to project to your staff or your clients, not to mention that when this happens with your employees, you guys, they are going to severely start lacking trust in you. All right. They're not going to believe that you know exactly what you're doing and they're going to think that it's all made up on the spot which means that they also can kind of be made up on the spot because there's nothing concrete that's holding them accountable. Okay. Jobvite in 2018 also said a lack of well-structured onboarding process can cause your hire process to feel defeated before it even leaves the orientation process. 30% of job seekers have left a job within the first 90 days citing culture and the day-to-day job requirements, not meeting their expectations. 
So we got to be really clear on this, you guys. I want when you guys start hiring and getting your staff back, I want your attrition or your turnover to be virtually nothing. I want them to feel like they're so on board with you. And this is everything that we talk about in the mastermind all the time. And all my coaching calls, guys, the masterminders, they get this. They have a massive onboarding thing written out and it's, it's so incredible to watch. Okay. But what I realized is that while I spend most of my time in there, I realized that the general public, the general pet sitters and dog walkers are missing out on this information because I see all of the problems that they're posting inside the groups. Okay. So number four is no follow-up or goals on goals or expectations. So how do you know that the training went well? How do you know that your employee understands and feels confident handling communication with your clients just as you would expect them to? Are they meeting the goals that you envisioned when you hired them? Did you have goals? Did you explain to them the goals? When you ask them to watch training videos on proper litter care boxes or crates, did they have any questions? Okay. Did they, what about the section on canine body language? Was that new news to them or did they understand it? Did they know what to do if a client forgot to mention a pet's needs to be on medication? Where would they use, where could they use more help? How can you help them out? All right. Some of those topics are in my other company. Some of you guys might know petcareteamtraining.com. It is a series of 13 training videos, two to five minutes each that is on everything you need to know to be a dog walker or pet sitter. They are professionally shot. They have awesome graphics, fun music. We've got these things called paw prints where you can actually personalize the training to exactly how your company does it. We allowed that space for you to personalize it. Guys, it's bomb. And if if you're looking to like up your onboarding process and you really want to get it going, I would totally check out Pet Care Team Training. Maybe about six episodes, seven episodes ago, we did a whole series on video training and how that also helps. But that is just one section of this onboarding. Oh, and let me also say, by the way, since I'm in your earbuds right now, if you want to shoot me an email, bella at jumpconsulting.net for a special discount, limited time only, go ahead and do that. Ask me about it. I'll hook you up with a code because you're listening to this podcast, which means we're almost 20 minutes into it and you are still just trying to better your business. And I want to reward you for that because you are you are the cream of the crop right now. You are listening. You are thinking. You're expanding your mind. And I just, I want to celebrate you for that. All right. So employees who know that they will be expected to show up and that they've grasped and understanded your policies and procedures, they'll tend to have a few things in common. They'll feel empowered. They're going to be confident and often excited about and cheerful in their jobs. This confidence is going to lead them to excel and go the extra mile, which also leads to happier clients. I mean, honestly, guys, at the end of the day, your employees should be the number one person that you're taking care of. Because if you take care of your employees, they will take care of your clients. And too many of you have your focus on the clients and not the employees. You get annoyed by the employees. You get overwhelmed by the employees. They're just like a nuisance. I don't want to hear any of that. And I'm talking general public, okay? I'm not talking my jumpers. I'm not talking my mastermind members or my better marketing bell clients. I know you guys get this. Okay. But if at any moment you've ever been annoyed with your staff, I want you to check yourself before you wreck yourself. That's the second time I'm saying it because those employees are more important to you and your business than any client will ever be. I'm going to go on this tangent really quick. I want you to think about if you had a business that did $100,000 and you had five staff members and you were always in the office. That means that roughly estimation wise, each staff member took care of at least $20,000 worth of revenue to your business that year. 
Okay. So let's say that one employee is worth $20,000. This is where it comes down to numbers, guys. What is your biggest grossing client? I think the highest end I've ever seen is ten dollars to $12,000 a year. All right. And that is way outrageous. They're usually more about one to $3,000 a year. Okay. Depending on if it's pet sitting, dog walking, whatever. All right. What's worth more, the employee or the client? I rest my case. All right, we're going to continue on. We're on to number five now. Not offering a variety of learning resources. And I've kind of touched on this a little bit already. But guys, you have to realize and understand that, you know, people learn visually, auditorily, verbally, and kinesthetically. I could never say that word. One of the books I'm reading right now, you guys all know I try to do two books a month, is Neuro Linguistic Programming. It's freaking amazing. I love it. And, and it talks a lot about this as well, but it's very true. It's like, we have to oftentimes, the more senses that you can bring into the learning process, the better, which is why, you know, video is really tough because it's really hard for you to go out there and hire a camera crew and edit it and make it all like lovely, like how pet care team training is right. Because you need, if you're going to do video, you need it specific to your business. You can't have some generic talking head, just talking generically that, you know, maybe there's. 10 or 20 videos that don't even, they're not even cohesive. That in itself is a mess. It's an absolute mess. Or if you get training videos that are just slide deck with some monotone voice talking at you, because this is what we're going to learn today. It is not going to be received well by your employees. They're going to hate their life. I know that you guys remember when you used to work someplace else other than yourself, when you had to do training and it was boring. Do you get my picture? Okay. You get it. So video is like, it's a very touchy subject. And that's why I am so proud of pet care team training. If you think I'm selling, I'm not, I'm literally just telling you why it's the best out there. All right. Visual or kinesthetic, you know, doing it. That's good. That's when you get out there and you actually help teach them and train them reading it. That's good. When you have your handbooks and your manuals and they can read things online, maybe it's a PDF, maybe it's in Google sites, maybe it's in Thinkific, maybe it's in all of them. I hope it's not, (laughs) but wherever it's all written down so that like, you know, you can be like, Hey Molly. Um, so I noticed that you forgot to lock the door today. The client said that the door was unlocked. And I want to talk to you about that. Do you have any reason why that might have happened? Oh, well, I thought I locked it. I really did. I I really thought I locked it. I'm, I'm sorry. It won't happen again. Okay, Molly. Well, guess what? In our manual, this is what it says about locking doors. And you read through it. And it's like, next time I really need you to do this. And unfortunately, this can be a warning. And I will follow up in an email with you to document this conversation. That's how you do it, you guys. It's not just, oh my God, I can't believe she didn't lock the door. What are you thinking? Well, she says she did. Client says she didn't, you know, and then you get into this emotional, he said, she said stuff. So auditory, when someone prefers to hear something out loud, verbal combination of talking and writing and hands-on actually walking the dogs and doing the stuff. So guys, this is all really, really important. And these are mistakes that people make. And I know I told you actually a lot of the solutions to it as well, because it's hard for me to just stay in the negative. But I want you to really think about how can you spoof up your onboarding? How can you get it so that it is a smooth system? It is as smooth as when you onboard your clients. Let me ask you, why is your onboarding process not smoother than clients when your employees are worth more to your company than your clients are worth? Why are we not paying more attention to this? 
Probably because it's overwhelming. Probably because you're just inundated with everything and you have no idea what the first step is. Or you get to a step and you're not sure what the right answer is to that step. It's very overwhelming. You don't know which way to go. And, and it takes a lot of work and it takes a lot of, of writing and intentional intention. Really, it takes a lot of intention and it's hard to get out of your own head and it's hard to do it while you're alone. So yeah, guys, guess what? If you think this is a pitch, sure, it's a pitch. That's why you need to be in the mastermind. That's why you need to be alongside other people who are thinking the way you are, who you can bounce these ideas off of, who you can say, hey, how do you do your training? How do you know that other than just a standardized test, how do you know that people are picking up what you're throwing down? Can you check me before I wreck me? You know? How does this look? This is what I'm thinking about doing. This is, this is my outline. Now I'm going to build it out. What platform is best to do this? How do I mind map this? How do, what, what tools and resources do I do it? This is what people are doing right now in my groups, in my mastermind. They are doing mind maps. They're laying it all out. They are debating and having conversations about the best ways to do this and the best ways to do that. They are sharing resources of ways to present it or ways to make it all cohesive. Guys, you're not meant to do this on your own. And I know that you're listening to this for a reason, guys. The mastermind's not going to break your bank. I also am going to reward you for that as well. Shoot me an email, bella at jumpconsulting.net. I'll give you $25 off every single month until you decide to leave, which for many people, they've been in there a long, 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 long time. And their businesses are grow, 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 growing. Because my goal is to see you grow. It's only $147 a month. There's no contract. I actually challenge you right now. I challenge you to sign up for the mastermind. It's jumpconsulting.net forward slash mastermind. I challenge you. And I challenge you to show up Monday through Friday and work with me on your file. What's the worst that could happen? You achieve your goals. What's the worst that could happen? Your business revenue goes up. What's the worst that could happen? You build this foundation, these onboarding processes, perhaps, that you can actually take with you to not only to the bank, but for years to come. You can build a, a system that you can be at home and doing virtual learning with your kid or God forbid on a vacation while someone on your team is training someone in a way that you have approved and know that when they're done with training, they're going to be just as great, if not better of a pet sitter and a dog walker than you are. Guys, you can have this hope. You can have this come to you. You are allowed to have this. Invite it in, but you can't do it on your own. I want to ask you just as a reflection, and this is going to be a rhetorical question that I'm going to tell you to always keep jumping. My question is this. Are you further along this month than you were last month? Are you further along this month than you were three months ago? Because if you work with me in the mastermind and you show up, you will be. Because I won't, I won't let you not be. I will be there halfway pinging you. You have to come, you have to come to the water. I can't make you drink it, but I'll be sitting there with you ready to work sleeves up. In fact, when I'm done with this, I'm going to go and help a member who started her own Facebook group. I just did a private presentation in there specifically for them on what to do with your Facebook groups, which some of them have. And, uh, she's going to send everybody who joins a video and she's automating it. And there's so many tricks and fun things in there. And you know what someone else said? Someone else read that and go, oh my gosh, you inspire me. You're amazing. That's the kind of camaraderie that happens in the mastermind. I invite you to join. If you want to chat, you know how to reach me. Just ping me. Tell me that you listen to this episode. I love you guys. I love you so, so, so much. Remember, when life gets you down, always keep jumping. 
and go ahead and find out wherever you found this podcast and leave me some feedback so that I am not just standing here alone in my office talking to a microphone. I want to hear back from you and let me know what topics you want to take care now. Bye. So what did you think? Did you love this episode? I sure hope you did because I put a lot of love into this for you. Uh, The best way you can show me that is by going to iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, or wherever you listen to your podcast and go ahead and leave a review. I just might read it on the next episode. I also want to remind you that when life gets you down, remember to always keep jumping. Thanks for listening.